Welcome to B-Movie Breakdown, episode 319. 319. Almost like... 319? Yeah, that's that's like uh, that's kind of like uh, Rey Mysterio's move, but like... I was going to say that. Plus, like, like, half, like half, not half, but like... Yeah, you know. This is 369? No, 619. That was close. <laughs> wow, you're just messing with all of her brains. Her brain's trying to rearrange that number to make it familiar. Yeah, you do. You just you did three six nine. You took out a whole number and replaced it with another number. There. Sorry, well, what'd flopped. you do? What'd you I, do? <laughs> I just said our episode number is three nineteen, and his thing is six one nine, and I said three one nine. Okay, this is enough. It's the same yeah, thing. It's just enough. Stuff. It's enough. Ray Mysterio talk for the podcast. He was. He is not. Yeah. Not Booyaka. in this movie. We'll have to find a movie where Ray, Ray Mysterio was in. I'm sure that he's been in at least a movie. All right, I'll, I'll watch it right now. And it's probably horrible. You know, watch the <laughs> right whole now. movie right now. Yeah, come um, back and give us your review. Yeah, give us your review for the movie with Ray Mysterio, because I definitely don't want to watch it. No, this is uh, episode 319 of the B-Movie Breakdown, a weekly podcast where you find the humor and enjoyment and awesome and awesome bad films of the past, present, home of the good, the bad, the what the fuck. Each week's movie is revealed on the, at the end of every episode, so you two could join in on the madness. So you can watch it before you listen to us discuss it. I'm Corey. With me... As always, he is Gorlax. Gorlax, aka Nick, and also sometimes with us, uh, Glorp. Glorp, aka Pat, <laughs> sometimes friend of the show, Glorp. <laughs> Glorp. Glorp. Oh my God. It's just a carryover from the ending of last episode to those just tuning in. So I'm sticking yeah. with the Gorlax, in case you didn't know. I was almost going to go, uh, my name is Gleemanex, but then I realized that that's just that fake drug from uh, Kids in the Hall Brain Candy. Oh, that sounds nice. Oh my god. Gleemanex. That's a deep cut. So. <laughs> but I, well, I wouldn't have fucking known. I, would have, I, would, yeah, I wouldn't have known. I would have said, that's a cool alien name, Corey. Well done. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have known either. Yeah. I, I think that's what the drug was called. Yeah, it was. Oh, we, don't, we, we don't need to confirm. It's fine. I'll it was. leave you in this one. Well, okay, good. I'm glad I chose to disbelieve you blindly for that. <laughs> yeah, I could have been lying about the kids in the hall movie. Dude, uh, that's fine. I would have fact checked world. it. I would have fact checked it and come at you last week. Gorlax would have been spitting fire lit next week. Oh, shit, dude. Gorlax, you can't detect Gleeman X. Um, <laughs> All right, that's done. My name's Nick, and I guess I'm here. <laughs> Gorlax has left the building. He's oh, he's man. had enough. He, Gorlax has finally exited the... Gorlax, the- do you... Oh, Gorlax, do you have a second seat in that spaceship of yours? Take me for a ride. Uh, so if you want to follow us on social media, you can do so at B Movie Breakdown, uh, especially over there on the gram. If you want to email us, bnbpodcast at gmail.com. If you have movies you want us to watch or movies you made or anything like that, just shoot us an email or a DM over on social media. Uh, obviously, you can find this podcast wherever the hell you get podcasts. Wow. Just do it. Just do it. That's how you do it. Just, just do it. Okay. And uh, Nick, do you have any plugs of socials or podcasts or anything like that you want to? Yeah, if you're looking for things to listen to after you listen to this podcast, just listen to We're in Feared. Wherever you find podcasts like this one, if you want spooky stories about monsters, madness, and mayhem. And if you want, you can follow me at the Scatterville Stories on the Instagram where I post drawings and assorted things that you may or may not appreciate and enjoy. <laughs> well, if you appreciate fine art, you will... Uh... Thank you. I appreciate that. Sometimes when I listen to your podcast, I go, I don't appreciate this, and I turn it off. <gasps> wow. I want to... I'm going to... Uh, hire your uninvited guest to make a return visit. <laughs> no, uh, don't do that. Into your yeah. live stream. We're talking about and we're talking about the ghosts that haunt your bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> what the? F- yeah, that's a weird and feared Pat's bedroom. And the spirits. <laughs> that's a six-part episode. Oh wow, wow dude, that's fucking wow. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a six-part episode. Six-part episode. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of epic, Pat just mentioned that that would be epic. Well, this week's movie what? is is in fact an an epic is is a movie of epic proportions. It That's is, true. Uh, it it is the biggest box office bomb of all time. Do you think they set no... out to make that be the thing? Like, was that the goal? They <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I don't like think so. But they're, 
You know what though? The movie itself is yeah. is what it is, but the, the everything surrounding the movie is like a whole other beast, and we'll get into that as we discuss Cutthroat Island. It's the best of the worst. So one thing with this movie, uh, right off the bat, the the thing that already I I I knew like things are not gonna go great uh, for this movie, and it's no offense to to this actor, but Matthew Modine in a like pirate movie that just doesn't like it just doesn't like fit. I know some people probably would say that about Johnny Depp or whatever, but like. Uh, Matthew Modine is just like not the pirate type to me. I don't know. I th- I, I I read him as a pirate. Yeah, he worked out. He worked out in this character. I thought I didn't hate I, that. I didn't hate him being in it. There's other thing, things that I, I have met, issue with in this. I, film. I, I meant I meant more just from the start, like from the get go, like seeing Matthew Modine. Just seeing movie, him, like I'm the like shock. you know, just like everything I think about Matthew Modine is not not pirate. And and I also don't see Matthew Modine as like a silly, witty, comical character, which they turned well, him he into. Wanted to, I which mean, he was wanted almost to be an like, actor. which they were trying to almost do like the Carrie L's character from Princess Bride, almost like yeah. Oh, I thing? definitely got. He's gonna be that. this. It's like this is the trope. This is the thing we got to do. It, it was very, uh, very interesting there. Uh, but it's funny be- that I mentioned like him even being in it. Uh, in the first place, because so many people turned down this role before Matthew Modine agreed to do it. Why? So you have Gabriel Byrne, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis, Tim Robbins, Michael Keaton, Charlie Sheen, Ray Fiennes, uh, Jeff Bridges, Liam Neeson, Russell Crowe, Keanu Reeves, and Tom Cruise all turned down this movie. Wow. (laughs) What the hell? Well, that's going to feel good. Like, yeah, it's fine. I'll take it. And then he took the role uh, partly due to his experience as a fencer. <laughs> They're going to say as a pirate. As a pirate. Yeah, he just spent five years as a pirate. We, we, we <laughs> yeah. left that out of his biography. That's cool. <laughs> he hijacked yeah, so, many ships, stole, plundered many uh, treasures, yeah, plundered many it, a booty. That's what I wanted to say. And there was actually one person who agreed to be in the movie uh, only one the rest him. were forced <laughs> I mean like as far as all the people who were going to play Shaw fair or Matthew Modine and that was Michael Douglas oh man and he originally agreed to play Shaw under two conditions okay okay filming had to start immediately because he was available for a limited amount of time and his character had to have the same amount of screen time as Gina Davis wow did they also have to be in the same scenes all the time together? How weird was his request as far as that goes? Yeah, so it so said Douglas eventually pulled out, claiming that Gina Davis's role was expanded at his character's expense. Oh, man. She's the main character. Yeah, but yeah. he I guess he felt like because he made that demand, they purposely, like, gave Fuck her more over. screen. So yeah, he's already... Then, that's like a paranoia then, paradox. Yeah, yeah and then no basically kidding. Gina Davis wanted Michael Douglas... Uh, wanted to... Co- my, Gina Davis wanted to quit when Michael Douglas did because basically it's like, well, Michael Douglas is a fucking huge star. Right. And this guy's leaving. Uh, I'm going to dip out. And then she, but she was con- contractually obligated to uh, be in the film and was also dating the director. So, oh, OK. Awesome. And then so after Michael Douglas quit, uh, Rennie Harlan was so preoccupied with trying to find a male lead that set construction and script work were done without his input. Really? And then consequently, uh, Rennie Harlan did not like what he, what he saw when shooting was uh, set to begin leading to an expensive rebuilding and rewriting. And he actually Whoa. spent, and he actually spent like a million of his own dollars. What? Um, Why? To rewrite the script. Why? To rewrite the scripts? Whoa! Yeah. What? Why? Like, gave them a million dollars to like hold off, like for Holy like, production. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, and well, also because um, Carol Co., the company that put this movie out, they couldn't afford they couldn't afford like the time 
right. for him to rewrite the movie. So he had to like spend a oh, million okay. of his own dollars to rewrite the movie. And then uh, that company, Carol Co., went under like months before this movie came out. That's fucking. That's Whoops. rough. That's a real yeah. rough. I mean, yeah, they were, they, yeah, they filed for bankruptcy, bankruptcy six, actually, it was not even a month, six weeks before this movie came out. That sucks. Imagine how bad that must feel. Like, your company tanks, and then the movie comes out weeks after. And you're like, <laughs> I hope you're okay. better. And it wasn't even good enough to even do anything. It just yeah, what like, would have happened if it would have been a great success? I don't. I mean, maybe at that point, MGM put the movie out, and maybe they would have got all the reap the benefits from it but like uh they just before this movie they put out showgirls and that was a bomb too oh, yeah that was a giant bomb yeah and uh but you know they i mean carol co was the low when you if you look up the logo for carol co you'll immediately recognize it uh, yeah, especially why? from movies like total recall just uh, terminator Ter- terminator 2 uh these are all movies that you know universal soldier have i seen Punisher with Dolph Lundgren, yeah, cliffhanger Stargate, uh, they put hey, out all. Seen, have I seen those movies, Corey? Um, I'm not sure. I'm okay. not sure. They sound familiar, but I can't recall yeah. them. You know, you definitely recognize it. Rambo, any of the Rambo movies? Have you seen those? They they did all those. Hubo. What? I said Hubo. Kubo and the Two Strings. Uh huh. <laughs> they didn't do that. That came well okay. after. The, demise of carol co pictures but yeah so there's <laughs> so there is like uh just just like a mess around this movie it's just a, a, a little like let alone the movie by itself is just like it's it is what it is the the everything around it is just a, a, a disaster there was yeah it was in development for a long time even in, in into the in the 80s it started like 86 really? oh my god when did this come out almost holy shit 95 Holy fuck. Yeah, at this point, this is done. Write it off. You're done. Yeah. 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 It was just like in development hell. Rennie Harlan was attached and not attached to all sorts of different times uh, to this movie. I don't know. He just really wanted to do a pirate movie, I guess. Well, did they get so wrapped up in telling and wanting to make a pirate movie that they just made a generic pirate movie? I guess so. And he really wanted yeah, to make one with uh, with like female leads as the the pirate. Yeah, that's cool. There's nothing. That's a, in fact, I'm all on board for that. Except, well, yeah, but it's like uh, I feel like, yeah, it just didn't didn't work out as well as it did for the pirates movies. But I feel like, well, I, obviously not. Yeah. Yeah, but also the pirates but, movies were were chan- channeling, you know, Orlando Bloom and then Johnny Depp's charisma. Right, but Kira Knightley too. Sure, I mean I didn't say not her. Yeah, but it's just it's just like I know I mean like Rennie Harlan was definitely busy around that time. It's just so funny that like it took so long for that movie to like be developed and come out, and like he stayed like on board with this because like he did Nightmare on Elm Street four, that was like his mm-hmm. first big movie, and then Die Hard two. Sure. And then Adventures of Ford Fairlane, which is pretty bop pretty hard, uh, but then Cliffhanger, and then. It was Cutthroat Island. But yeah, he was still big on the, uh, you know, Gina Davis train with her dating her and whatnot. So Long Kiss Goodnight came after that. So, but he was, yeah, he was all, all about doing this pirate movie, you know, had to hold on to it. But, but like I said, there was, just, there was so much like around this movie that turned it, that was a, made it into this disaster. Like shooting was delayed for various reasons uh, that allowed the budget to spy, just spiral out of control. Uh, Harlan fired the chief camera operator following a dispute, and then more than two dozen uh, crew members ended up quitting because of that. Whoa, what the yeah, fuck? badass? What yeah, happened? see a man. Yeah, see a man. Yeah, yeah. and then there was a, even a point where like broken pipes caused raw sewage to pour into the water tank where the actors were supposed oh, to swim. Sweet dude, I love swimming in raw sewage. Why was raw sewage so fuck? close to the water tank? Yeah, how did that happen? <laughs> That seems like way too close. It also seems like sabotage. How does that happen? Yeah. Oh On the way out, the camera guys is like slant. Oh, sorry. Here comes some sewage. Yeah. And, and then the, luck. and then the first week into production, the original cinematographer, he fell off a crane into one of the water tanks and broke his leg and had to be replaced by somebody else. Dude, what the fuck? This movie is, is a disaster. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's those people that quit. It sounds like they got off good. Yeah, and one of the most one of the weirder things that I read about this movie was that like years after this movie came out, uh, Matthew Modine had mentioned that some of the reasons why f- the film's costs spiraled out of control were because dozens of cases of V8 juice were shipped out to Malta because that's where they filmed the movie. Most of it was in Malta. Expressly, okay. um, mainly for Rennie Harlan and Gina Davis. Wait, they needed their V8 like, that bad? <laughs> an entire room of V8 was of left towards the end of the shoot. So it was served to everybody. Like at the end, they just had like so much V8 left over. And then also every scene had three cameras in constant use, resulting in yards and yards of film use. Whoa, for dude. Shot. That's crazy. Did you really need this many options to edit this together? Maybe. These sets, the sets on this movie are ridiculous. There's yeah, so looks, many. There's it looks so many. Crazy and and fun, they're all unique. Right. Yeah, yeah. When did they build actual boats? For Christ's sake. There's actual Those are boats? actual ships. They're definitely yeah. the actual ships. Yeah, they still have a sailing boats. shot. Like, that's, I mean, it's cool. I'm not going to argue that, but like, was that, I mean, it was cool. I like seeing those ships. That's well, they po- probably also put these giant boats they made in their tanks so they could jump back and forth between the boats. And well, yeah, and you know, they're, they're models. Yeah. The practical effects in this are very good, which is good because yeah. when CGI is used, it's atrocious. It's bad. Well, well, I, I wouldn't even say finished. CGI is used in this movie. It's just shit green screen. No, it's it's sometimes there's a little bit of CGI, like for fire and stuff, and it's not. Yeah, there's, good. there's there's the one time when they when her and uh, Matthew Modine fall off that rope. Another Dude. like like just like in just like in Six Day, that fall was like death death fall. In this, when they fall off that rope off that cliff, they're dead. There's what about no... what about at the very end when they jump off the ship? That's not. I don't even think that it's as far of a drop. Yeah, but the, the, cliff. the boat explodes. That explosion right. would just eviscerate him. There would be oh, no yeah, people for sure. It was the entire pirate ship explodes. Like, oh yeah. But when the but when they fell into the water, it's the it's it's easily the worst green screen part in the whole movie. They just disappear into the background of the water. It'd be like That's me on, amazing. on this call right now if I just went back a little too far and you just couldn't see me. He just disappeared. It was yeah, so bad. It was, <laughs> like it was like, like they, they fell just, the actual green skin and, and just let it envelop them. That's yeah, they should have. They they literally should have just like just thrown like two dummies off of a cliff, like just thrown that, or got that guy who dove into the water in six day. Oh, that like, guy! I thought about that guy when they jumped in the water too. I was like, man, that guy committed to that movie. But you know what? That part that where they fell into the water though, nobody could do that because it was it was too shallow. It was shallow. Yeah, you would have died. You got fucking just shredded to pieces once again. Yeah. <laughs> no, for, no real it, was, it was right on the bank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nobody could have done that. There was like, in, they were they were definitely dead. And yeah, this movie is like, you, you watching it, you're like, wow, they spent so much. Yeah, it, it's a very expensive looking movie. It's just, there's so much explosions in the set. And like, and then where, and even just where they filmed and things like well, that. Well, all the sets, there's so many different sets and they built all those. Those weren't there. There's no way. There's so oh, many places right. where they go that are handmade giant sets. Because they're not That's like cool. a room. It's like a giant area. Every time. It's like a port or a, I don't even know, a pirate hideout. I don't know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> A layer, a pirate, a la- layer. A pirate layer. It, yeah, that's a much yeah. better word. Pirate layers. It's so good. Bars. And think, and think about like they had to like build the the those tanks too, because they shot for all the indoor stuff and models were models where they're shot in like in this giant tank. Uh-huh. That was in England. They shot on location in Malta and Thailand for the most part. So it's just like, is is Malta a city in Thailand? Where is Malta? So, so they just. Uh, the Republic of Malta. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a country, I believe. Yes, it's a it is a country. All right. I apologize. It's a Southern oh. European island country. Oh, Malta forgives you, I think. All right, thanks, Maltans. The Maltese, they forgive you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, the, uh, I think I didn't know where Italian. Malta was, though. Yeah, it is Italian, Italian descent. They're right on the end of that boot there. Yeah, I didn't know yeah, where the uh, really was. I didn't really Mediterranean. Know. Typical American talk. We didn't know where Malta was. We fucked that up. 
people aliens, know that though? The exotic destination is. I, mean, I just people, took a history class and I was looking at a map for like three weeks street, straight and I never saw that thing. Well, that's where you failed. You're looking at a street. <laughs> three, yeah, three weeks just straight. Just a street map. I apologize. <laughs> he was looking yeah, at Google, uh, Google View like there. He was using the street view and he I was, was just at Malta scrolling court. street view from his house to Malta. Yeah. <laughs> Pants. Visiting Malta, how to get there? Boat. Yeah, boat. Most likely by or, boat. Or a plane. Or a plane. Well, yeah, at the, at the time, maybe boat in the pirate time. Um, yeah, there's only uh, two options, right? Boat or a plane. We don't have any, we can't do anything else, can we? Submarine. There you go. Train? Submarine. Okay. Underwater train. The underwater train that goes from <laughs> the underwater. What an ineffective. Yeah, do you want the underwater train or do you want to use a submarine? I think I want a submarine. What about Why a large want to be an, trebuchet? A... You just oh. launch from Italy across the ocean. Yeah, just that's just awesome. Use a, just use a catapult; you'll get there. Man. Uh, but yeah, so like, yeah, and like we mentioned, this movie is uh, it was made for a cost of about one hundred and fifteen million dollars to make, and it made ten million dollars. Owie. I don't. I don't remember this movie at all. I don't. Remember it, it lost, I remember. I remember not. I mean, I, I could have seen it. I mean, for, I <laughs> very. It's just for how, how involved it is. It's just very unfortunate that it it leaves such a little impression. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, try a lot of stuff. It's just. It's just a pirate movie. It's just like, and, and it's one thing that was so frustrating looking at so many reviews of this movie, and even, yeah. even Roger Ebert's, which we'll get to. Um, oh, great. Ebert's oh, Corner is just like a thing we keep coming back to with these with these absurd movies, and well, uh, we're getting there, yeah. But but just like the the excuse of like, well, it's a pirate movie, so it can be whatever. Like that's not an excuse for a movie to be not good. Yeah, what? You can't just be like, oh, it's a pirate movie, so like, of course, of course, yeah. We you're, you expect pirate movies to be ridiculous and out of control because look, look look at the Pirates of the Caribbean. There's fucking giant sea creatures and fucking ghost pirates and wow, spoilers. And, and, you know, there's all sorts of like craziness going on in those movies. So it's like, yeah, they can be ridiculous, <laughs> but they but they need to be good and redeem. And you know, there's even a, one of the at least one of those pirates movies aren't good. The third one, and I don't think I ever saw the fourth one. How many are there? I think there's nine. Three. Nine. There, there might I mean, be. This is not. I mean, there uh, could be nine at some point. There might like, be. Yeah. Five. Maybe the fourth one's not good. I never saw the fifth one. Anyways, I don't know. There's one of them I never saw. The last one that came out, I never saw it. But um. Yeah, it's like you, but you, just because it's a pirate movie doesn't give an excuse to be like, well, get over it. What do you expect out of a pirate movie? Well, yeah, I expect I'm paying money to go see a movie. I expect it to be a good movie. Yeah, even if it's if it's a pirate movie or not. And so that was the excuse I saw over and over again. It was like, well, it's a pirate movie. What do you expect? I mean, I, I can't. I you could definitely, if you had the real life story of an actual pirate, you could make a great movie. So that's a weird excuse. I don't get that. Well, they, yeah, they were the they were the terrors of the seas, and everything was done on the seas. Yeah. There's a million real pirate stories you can just kind of copy or you know. Oh, and also and... the Royal Navy hooking up with pirates never would that ever ever happen. And why did they wear red? Boom. Why did the Royal Navy wear red? Am I missing something there? They don't the red wear red coach, ever. Right? I don't think. I thought, not the blue. navy. Not the navy itself. I don't believe so. Well. Yeah, I don't know. The, maybe in Jamaica they wore red. I don't know. That's what that could have been the Jamaican the branch. Movie, the movie was supposed <laughs> to take place in Jamaica for the most part, so yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe they wore red there. I am not really sure. I, you know, honestly, I think the one of the biggest downfalls of this movie's plot is the bad guy, and it's and it sucks for Frank Langella because Frank Langella is awesome. He but is. He he's barely in it. Yeah, he's not for, the, in it for one. At all. And he's not like that. He like kills her dad. Well, kind basically kills her dad. And right. like, but he doesn't do much. He's just like barely around. He even the fight at the end between him and her is like anticlimactic. Well, his, there's, death there's so climactic. Many... his death was climactic, but his, her, the, his fight between him and her was not. The action in the end is so like disjointed and weird that they jump from different parts of action that it to the this one part that they focus at the one point just it loses all feeling well, yeah and then and they, it, they, they jump to another part for like five minutes it's like well, what the fuck well the end is so chaotic that fight that yeah 
boats is like so chaotic and there's and there's so much going on. And honestly, I think one thing that also hurt this movie too is like you don't you don't really feel for many of the good guy characters like for or for their per, like anything because it's like none of them die. There's like no like consequences or anything for any of them. They all live. They all survive. Yeah. Well, aside from any... like randoms, like the main but... characters, there's no like there's no significant death in it for you to be like we gotta get dog dog he killed bah. He could only kill like her dad, but like they just wanted the map from him, really. Yeah. Her dad's death was not really even like on the top of the you know list here. No, no, but she no, did flop around much. his scalp often. Oh man, they yeah, you like it was nothing. You get to see those little hairs sticking out of the map. So gross. At one point, Charles like, dad's map, the treasure. Like, yeah, uh, okay. It's like, oh, can't we just, I don't know, like trace it or something? Nah, let's just throw the scalp around like it's a fucking frisbee. Well, but she had to prove gonna... that it was the real thing, and like that was her. But isn't that it was the real thing? But unless the real you thing treat being that, her dad's head. Yeah, unless you she, treat that, she, isn't it just gonna rot away? Her, she scalped. Oh yeah, dad's head back then too, especially upon, back then. Upon his just... request, Corey. Well, I knew it was a actually no. Request. Was it though? I thought he wanted her to draw it at first, and she didn't have time or something. She's like, Dad, I got it. I no, just got to no, cut he's, it. He said throat. to like cut my. He said cut my hair off. Oh yeah, but I thought he wanted it to be. Uh, I thought I thought at first she just afterwards. wanted a haircut before he died. Make yeah, look nice. You, know, you want to look good when they fucking bury you. And also, why were all the other map peoples or map 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 people map people map pieces? Map why were they people. all like map practical people. in some sense? And his was like tattooed to the, his fucking skull. He didn't want anybody else getting it, I guess. Like that's how. Like it's so ridiculous. Yeah, well, he was he was before Prison Break made tattooing maps on your body cool. That was yeah, he was a trailblazer. Go. Yeah, he's a, yeah, way back when. Good you old. You think they got uh, that idea from an old pirate book? Absolutely, probably. Good old yep. uh, Bla- Black Harry, Black Harry Adams. That was his name. But his hair wasn't even black. <laughs> he was blonde. Yeah. Did he, he see that scalp? At first, when the, when they show that the because there's like one black dude in the whole movie, and was it like saw, black beard? It's just a pirate name, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, kind of like black beard like that. But, yeah. When I when in the opening credits, you know, it shows like and it says like so and so as Black Harry Adams. Yeah. And I saw the one black character. I was like, is that guy going to be Black Harry Adams? Like, is that? His <laughs> well, luckily, luckily he was not. I don't believe so. No, that no. was. not and How about those credits? How long were those credits? Forever. Yeah, Forever. Skip those bad boys. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of there's a lot of hands on in this movie. So, well, I I, I wish I wish though in, in the beginning, uh, you know, you get a lot of people getting credits in the very beginning, but the monkey uh, didn't even get a credit in the beginning. What? He's in a, the, lot of the movie. He gets a credit at the end. Finster. That was that was the monkey's real name was Finster. Finster. Uh... Isn't, that the, isn't that a Power Ranger villain? <laughs> yeah. Is it a monkey who too? makes the monsters? He makes the monsters. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he does. He's the he white, white little... like looking gremlin. Yeah, he, he made the little clay monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah Finster. Cool. That's the monkey's name. Um, he was Wild. like King Charles the monkey. That's cool. That was the monkey. That was his name. name. That, that, that was his. That was his real monkey name. His real monkey name was Finster. Okay, but he played Prince Charles the monkey. King Charles. Sorry. Well, at one point he would have been a prince. Maybe. Yeah. And then, but that's that how that works. Was, you just don't name something a king without it being a king. That breaks the laws. I'm that not monkey, familiar with the monkey monarchy. I'm not sure. It might be different there. Uh, so that is he a was, lord? Yeah. Well, how much land does he own? <laughs> uh, that monkey was also in the movie Monkey Trouble. You remember that movie with Thor Birch? That was nope. Movie. No. Nope. Is that the one with? Was that the one with the monkeys? Uh, with just one monkey. That was causing trouble. Monkey Trouble. Okay. Finster, the monkey. Was the sequel? Would the sequel was the sequel Monkey Troubles or Monkeys Trouble? Oh wait, oh, I, actually, I actually, I am, I am wrong. That that monkey's in the movie too. The monkey from Monkey Troubles in the movie, Finster the monkey. Yeah, but his credit is just monkey. The monkey that played King Charles is a different monkey, and I didn't realize this. That monkey messed is it up. that monkey is Shayna Shayna the monkey. Okay, interesting. I, Good I'm job, Shayna. Used now. Literally, that monkey's name is Shayna the Monkey. Okay. Well, yeah. What? It's not going to be Shayna the Frog. Shayna the Monkey. She's a monkey. Charles, and Finster, or he's a monkey. Finster uh, is 
discredited as monkey. Dang, uh, but that monkey was in uh, two movies. This one and uh, Monkey Trouble. Well, so I paid a lot. Didn't have to work after those two. And its name was Dodger in Monkey Trouble. Sweet. Dodger's rec- a cool name. I recall. In that one, it was like a monkey, like, stole some... It was like a pick- pickpocket monkey and became a pet and then, like, stole something from, like, some, like, serious, like, bad guy people. Harvey Keitel's one of them, and they're, like, chasing her down with him and with the monkey and... Anyway. That's neat. <laughs> I remember renting that movie when I was a kid. So. Yep. You know. And then there was a there was a there was also a dog in this movie. Uh, it says the credit the name of the dog was Pirate Dog, and it was played by a dog oh. named Thor. Awesome. Thor. Thor. Thor the pirate dog. Yeah. They couldn't have name named a pirate. They couldn't have thought of a cool pirate name for the pirate dog. And yeah. was also and was also in um, Cliffhanger. Oh, okay. No, the Renny must have been Renny Harlan's dog. You think so? Because <laughs> it's in this movie, and the, but it was it played Thor. It played himself. Played Thor in Cliffhanger. Nice. And for some reason, in Predator: Dark Ages, what is it? I don't know what this. Yeah, what is, is that? Is that was, was that? Is, is this? Are, are you into? You're into his. You're into Thor's director credits now. So it's like some like 27 <laughs> minute like short called Predator: Dark Ages. I don't know what it is, but for some reason. Uh, Thor the dog gets a, uh, a thanks in the credits of a Predator Dark Ages. Do you think uh, he producer. Was the inspiration he for produced it? it. Or the inspiration. He's the inspiration, this dog. Rennie Harlan's <laughs> dog. That short came out in 2015. Is that dog even alive then? <laughs> no, dude, that dog is dead. Yeah, that dog's dead, dude. <laughs> That's 20 years after that. That dog probably dog. got blown up on the set of fucking Cutthroat Island. <laughs> Ah, uh, he was on the ship when they fucking ex- made it explode. Poor dude, guy. Milo they, and Otis did him. Oh. They, yeah, they Milo and Otis him. The oh, uh, man. he got modest. The, oh man, <laughs> he got blow. He got blowedest because he got blown up. Uh, the thanks. Uh, <laughs> good job. Good job there. Uh, speaking of <laughs> yeah, uh, congratulations of, of everybody doing their own stunts. Rennie Harlan like insisted. And, and most of his movies, even like Die Hard Two and like Cliffhanger and stuff, that everybody do their own stunts. Oh, he like Gina's Davis like would go out like during the promotional for this film would go on like talk shows and like show up all these like bruises and like all these like horrible things because she like had to do so many of her own stunts. Yeah, I was yeah with the stunts you just don't do it. Like it. Yeah, you just don't do a stunt one time either. So I do right. it again. I do it again. What? Well, also I'm also yeah. acting. They probably couldn't afford stunt doubles because they spent blew their money on so much other fucking garbage and shit. You think so? V8. Yeah, all that V8. That was her. That was her fault. Her and her that boyfriend. Train fault. car full of V8. When the when the movie's done filming and you still have cases of V8 left, maybe you had too much V8, guys. Maybe it was too much. <laughs> yeah, probably. Right? Like, I mean, I I enjoy good V8 as much as the next person. Do you need are- rooms full of it? I wonder how much of the $115 million budget went into VA. At least a million. 15 million. I'm guessing a million. A just, million. just to buy it and how much it was and to ship it to Malta. Yeah, yeah it's got to be like a million dollars. Yeah, it's going to be a lot right there. Yeah. It's just, dude, how does a movie only make $10 million and it costs that much? In 95, that now for inflation, it lost over $147 million. What? Oh, God. It's not real good. It's that not sucks. good stuff. <laughs> What came out at the same time as this movie? So the same weekend. So this came out uh, right before Christmas, December 22nd, 1995. So on that same day, it came out against Grumpier Old Men. Ooh, I love that movie. So people are already excited to see the sequel to Grumpy Old Men. Uh, Balto, that... uh, Yeah, he's a dog. Animated dog. Dog dog movie, dog. Um, which I found dog. out, like, we watched that movie that came out on Disney Plus about, like, the sled dogs that Balto was, like, a part of. Yeah. And, like, that dog was the real hero dog that's in that movie. And Balto yeah. just, like, took all the credit. I don't think he took all the credit. Wow. He's a dog. But, like, people, like, made it out to be, like, because <laughs> Balto was the one that, like, made it to the whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's, like, statues of, like, fucking Balto everywhere. And it was not even, the Balto was, like, barely involved. So, like, yeah. what a fucking well, the, the good news is, I mean, Pat nailed the good news. The good news is they're dogs, and they don't care. <laughs> I mean, he really nailed it. Well, people made a statue to idolize this dog. and it didn't I mean, people idolize it. lots of things, and sometimes that pisses off Moses, and he comes down from the mountain, and then you're <laughs> lost in the desert. 
Uh, so maybe also, don't idolize things. Maybe don't also, do that. Uh, uh, the move, other movies that came out that weekend were Waiting to Exhale, uh, which I remember being quite a pretty big hit. Uh, Tom and Huck, which was that uh, Ooh, Jonathan that. Taylor yeah. Thomas. Uh, yeah. Um, Disney Huckle- flick, isn't it? In- no? Yeah. Yeah, it's a Disney movie, Tom and Huck. Yeah, I think Brad Renfro is also in it, and, and uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, I believe. Um, and then also Dracula Dead and Loving It came out. Uh, I'd never seen that movie. Is it good? So movies no one wanted good... to see. No one wanted to see any of those. Grumpy Old Men. Grumpy yeah. Old Men was huge. Yeah, I'm being sarcastic. Oh well, Dracula Dead and Loving That was a big. I mean, that was a big one too. That people. Yeah, the Tom and Huck. Yeah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Christmas Christmas weekend, and you know you're off school. What are you going to go see? Cutthroat Island or Tom and Huck? I mean, maybe if Cutthroat Alto. Maybe there's just that, like, there's something about, like, a pirate movie, like, just being old. And people don't want to watch old things, maybe. But they should be cool. I like Pirates of Dark Water. I like that show. Oh, that's a great show. But, I mean, I, I like my pirate Legos. They were fucking sweet. And I liked Hook. <laughs> Hook came out a few years before this. I yep, liked Hook. Hook yeah, was a great one. Hook is cool. That's true. But, like, Peter Pan's got a lot going on. Right. So, yeah, it's like, not really... you're, you're already hooked on Peter Pan. That's enough. And then so, uh, well, like as a kid, you're hooked on Peter Pan. So you're like, oh, you're all, you're all in. But also the week prior to this, as yeah. for, kid-wise, for kids going to see movies, uh, Jumanji came out week before this. Oh, what the Yeah, fuck? so that was what was yeah, keeping everybody's too. booty. Yeah. Speak, yeah. You know, speaking of, yeah, why did they even bother paying monkeys when you could just use awesome CGI Jumanji monkeys? <laughs> oh, those, are, those monkeys are terrifying. Yeah, they're the best. <laughs> I don't like I them. Ha- I have a Blu-ray and... I don't know if it makes them look worse or. I mean, I better. wish. No, probably. I wish worse. During the two, I wish during the two sequels they just brought back that specific race of monkey. Like you said, that's oh just how they look. Yeah, they should have. Like <laughs> the throwback. The throwback to. Um, I mean, it's a, those are video. Those are video Robin, games. They just be bad graphics. Right. Monkeys. The throwback to Robin Williams' character is a great little throwback to the original movies to Lingam, uh, and, and the ant from the original movie is the yeah. owner of the restaurant at the end of the second movie. Okay. Cool. So she, there's the other link too, um, but also like, yeah, you could have just had the CGI crappy CGI that scary face on the monkey. That yeah. Been perfect. But I bet, yeah, that so like, great. So the previous weeks, the couple weeks before this, uh, Jumanji came out, Heat came out. So there's all the adults. Yeah. They're going, they're going oh, to man. see Heat. Heat and is then gr- so good. and then grumpier old men, but they're going to see Heat, and then and then like. If you're wondering, like, well, so adults, but then also, like, as far as, like, a, a movie for women that was coming out, Father of the Bride Part 2 came out. I love that this movie. A big, this is a big week span, this stuff. Yeah, they got yeah. fucked. And, and also, I was, I'll mention it, it didn't make any money, but uh, Four Rooms came out around that same time. Oh, okay. Was that, was that a, a movie I love, but it was no, not, not affecting the no. box office uh, in, no. in any sense there, so. Yeah. <laughs> Was that was that a wide release? Um, I don't know. I just know it came out right around the same time. Yeah. Uh, but you know what was? Uh, I think another thing that also like downfall for this movie was that some of the dialogue is just was like it, a lot of it fell flat. That's why the thought. jokes, all the jokes. There's fell. so many one-liners, especially for uh, Gina Davis. She, like, what fifty percent of her dialogue is? I took your balls immediately. Yeah, right that was away. the first one. That one wasn't bad, but there was so many, like, 75% of them there fell was, flat, there which was is a lot of them. one so line many. that I did laugh at, and I wrote it down out to find it at some point. But so many jokes fell flat of hers, but yeah. also Matthew Modine. A lot of his jokes fell really flat. He, he man, there was so many times just, like, something was going on, and you just kind of, like, zone out, even though you're trying to watch it. You know, you're not doing anything else, but you just, like, your brain just goes blank. And yeah. his parts were definitely a, a big part of that. Oh yeah, definitely. Like some like stinker moments. And even when they're just, when, when there weren't explosions happening, even when they're just like sneaking around and whatever doing, it was just kind of like, okay, whatever this is, we're just doing this, you know, well, it was just drawn going. out so long too. Every, every one of those little weird sequences was just going on forever. Yeah. And you know what, what, you know, and like, even when she's sneaking around trying to hide and things like that, the one who she's trying to hide, and she changes clothes as if that's gonna matter. People know what she looks like. She yeah. didn't change anything else about her. She just changed clothes and like <laughs> is showing her boobs a little bit more. And now people are going. She's just some whore, and not wow. not 
not the person that they're the Captain Adams that she's that they're looking for? Like, no, it's definitely like she looks the same. Well, it worked. Wanted to have that scene where the guy grabbed her boobs and they showed her. They just wanted to have that scene where they the guy grabbed her boobs and they showed it up close with her the guy squeezing her boobs. That was my favorite part. Was that in the? Is that what? The, is that the motivation? Is that what was in the director's commentary? Well, that guy gets to come up and too, so it's all right. Yeah, that guy does. He does, and he he utters the line, "Captain, you in the mood for a whore?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, is a, that. that is a line. That is a line that was said. <laughs> and the captain oh. was in the mood for a whore, but he's like, "You're what? not a whore." One of the <laughs> That's few, not what I asked for. One of the <laughs> few. One of the few lines that actually did make me laugh, aside from like most of them, that just most jokes that fell completely flat. It just felt like sometimes people were saying things, and it felt like a chore to them. A lot of the time, it just felt like like it's just like I guess I have to say this. The fact that Gina Davis didn't want to do this movie anymore makes it feel like it. Well, you could tell. I mean, because it's just kind of like disinterested. Like this is what I'm saying. Yeah, and then Matthew, like you could interpret it out of her head. Matthew Medine was like the thousandth choice to be in this movie. Like, (laughs) was he? How dedicated was he to for being in? Right, he's like, I'll take this money. Thanks. Yeah, I imagine that's what it came down to. But yeah, you you could read her character as just being like a tough, stern, like emotionless, like hardcore captain. But it yeah. was very much dis disinterested or I obligated. Pirate, didn't care about being a pirate. I, I, she just wanted this treasure from her dad's skull head. Yeah, skin. and they I mean they skull find the treasure from your and, dad. Your dad's skull skin. Everything's great. They find all the treasure or whatever. But you know what? If I if I had to pick a favorite character from this entire movie, it would definitely be the pirate with that like chain arm thing. Oh, that was awesome. Was yeah, I like decent. that guy too. That was the most creative thing in this entire movie, was that guy. Yeah, definitely. It's just amazing how much how much money was invested to just be kind of like, yeah, just it's a pirate movie. Yeah, it's just a pirate movie. That's all it's it a, is. It's a pretty looking movie. All the scenes are cool looking. Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, the and, and the music is fantastic too. The score yeah, is really good. Yeah, but it's just like it doesn't. It just doesn't do anything. It just doesn't. Do, nothing goes anywhere. Has like a. Uh, I don't know. Nothing. It's just nothing. Like no, and you never feel like anybody's lives are at stake. Really. No, you never feel like. And that's what I meant by like no good guy characters die or anything. They could have had like, what if um. Danny, whatever the Reese from Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle, if he, if that character would have died, you would have been like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like you would have cared. You yeah, that would have, would have brought something, some sort of stakes or something, or even one of the the, the side characters that were like her pirate crew, that like author guy or something, kill him off or something. Like there's no stakes. So like even when Matthew Modine is like in the quicksand, it's like okay, he's gonna get out. Like they're not gonna let him fucking die. There were so many times when like that guy, is that what he was? He was an author. Yeah. So many times I forgot that guy was in the movie, and then he just pops up. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Where is this guy? Yeah, when he popped How up at the end, on, when he popped up at the end, sitting on those rocks, I was like, where the fuck was he? Where, where, yeah. Where's he been? Yeah. He's just down at the bottom of this cliff, sitting on rocks. I don't know. I guess he said Gina Davis saved him. So, but I don't know how he got there in the first place. I was like, I don't even know you were on the boat, dude. <laughs> yeah, because like he was with the bad guys and with the good guys and with the bad guys and with. So it's like, how is he even switching back and forth so often? I don't know. He's crafty, little dude. Yeah, I guess he was weird. He was a weird guy, but he was an author and he was just hanging out with pirates to write his books. Yep. That's cool. But uh, we did mention it before. Dog was, was the main bad guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he uh, his death was outrageous. And if you want to talk about things being unrealistic in this movie, his death is the most unrealistic thing. Even more unrealistic. You know, I might have. Go ahead. Right, go ahead. I would say even more unrealistic than Pat saying like how they would have been like obliterated by the boat exploding. His death <laughs> is un- more unrealistic than that. Well, I, when that was playing in the movie, I might have got distracted and pulled away. So how did he die? Oh, uh, so he's like point blank range from a cannon, and she shoots yeah. a cannonball at him, and instead of his body just being decimated and like just like <laughs> torn apart, he Correct. gets like the cannon like hits him in the stomach, and he goes flying through the ship. And then he just goes into the water and he's dead. Yeah, it, oh, it, yeah, it he did not, just exploded. It did not and the cannonball is like as big as his like stomach and torso. Oh. Like, it's oh like, yeah, it's like yeah. A, a yeah. I think I had to step out of the. I think I had to step out of the room when that part came on. So I really <laughs> it was literally on here. It literally would have decayed. His body would have. It would have. Yeah, he'd be done. Hole. 
His arms and legs would be severed limbs. They just been severed severed limbs. limbs. Yeah, he would just exploded. Yeah, Yeah, he's done. No, No, he just flies through his ship as if like a somebody kicked like a. How many walls did he go through? Like three or four walls? Yeah, he went through like three or four walls. Oh my god! Why is his body stronger than a cannonball? What about when he's in the midst well, of the pirate fight and he's like, I love this. I love it. That was great. I enjoyed that line from him. Yeah. That sounds deranged. He just, he just loved the chaos. Yeah. And even like Matthew Modine, when the, when the ships are shooting at each other, he's like, am I really being shot by pirate ships or something? Some stupid line like that. It was like so dumb. Were they all dreaming? Dude, they're also, they're so close. Like you could spit on each ship and they're firing cannonballs at each other. Yeah. They should both be done. Boom. The Royal yeah. Navy does that too. They're in port in that city, and they start firing cannonballs at their own city. They're fucking yeah, everything up. Was, they're trying yeah, to kill people, and they're just destroying the city yeah, right in port. Yeah, and then it's even like, in that the, scene, they're destroying the, some of those set pieces, and those are like look like real like bri- like built. Like, even if they weren't like set made, they're destroying like ah, it's just ridiculous how much shit they fucking blow up. But right before, I want to mention though, right before she um, shoots the cannon at him, she goes, bad dog. Yes. Oh, that sucked, dude. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's what they built. That's why his name was Dog. That that one was probably the worst one. That was the worst one. Oh, that's why. uh, I thought I missed the line before that, but no, that's just what she said. All right. Why is a bad guy in a pirate movie named Dog? Oh, that's why. Bad dog. And his all outfit that, almost even looked piratish. His outfit almost, he just looked like a guy. Yeah, he was just a guy. He was a guy named Dog. Everybody else looked very, like, piratey. Mm-hmm. He just looked like he was, like, a guy wearing a vest and jeans. Yeah. And maybe Frank was, was like, jeans. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah, Frank was like, I'm not stuff. wearing this shit. <laughs> Frank Langella was like, fuck you. He's, I, like, he's no like, I wore, I, I put Skeletor makeup on. Let's and talk I, about it. I've bitch. been doing my best. I'm doing my best not to call him Skeletor this whole time. I figured you were. Because I, I might just have to Google time. the end of He-Man to, to wash my palate clean when he gets his superpowers and just listen to him rant. It's the best thing in cinema. It's one of the, well, not the best thing. That's a little bold. It's that, one of yeah, the best things in cinema. Bold. His rant, though, it's incredible. Oh, it's yeah, so it's good. a great... It's so epic. The, it's out of control. For that movie being what it is, and then that part in the end, the end is so good it's, in that movie, it's just like... I mean, the whole thing's... I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, you got Tom Paris in there, you got... Uh, shit, what was her name? There? In the He-Man movie? Absolutely. Yeah, he's like the male lead outside oh, of actual that. Dolph Lundgren He-Man. Yeah. And then Courtney Cox. What was her character's name in Friends? Wow, I forgot. That sucks. Monica. There you go. Yeah, Monica <laughs> and Tom Paris. Her name was <laughs> in a movie. Yeah, you might, might as well be. Her name was Julie Winston in uh, in Masters of the Universe. Yeah, that's not important. No, it's not. And then you, you look at his screen caps, Pat, because he's you, totally there. You, it's incredible. Well, you had and also. Um, that uh, somebody who's been in a bunch of movies we've watched played Evil Lynn, which was the chick from They Live. And, um, well, we didn't watch it necessarily, but we also, but we watched that one movie, Shrunken Heads. Remember, she was that bad guy who was like a guy. She was. It's a good bad guy. One of the most unique characters that, I mean, there should be, there's, that's not quite an archetype you get most of the time. No, it's not. And yes, she was pretty cool. She she played Evil Lynn in, uh, in Masters of the Universe, but nothing, nothing will beat Gwildor. That's the best character. <laughs> let's not get crazy. And let's not talk about Gwildor. <laughs> this made-up character. Why do they have to make up but, a character for a movie with because they made up of all these care with all these characters you could pull from? And they're like, no, we got to make a new character. They made a lot of new characters. Some of those beggars are crazy. They are. Like, what is going on? Oh man, when Skeletor when they're riding like his dooms, his doom speeder or whatever it is downtown or whatever, and it's quite it's cool. What a weird... It's He-Man, but you had to do this to it, huh? All right. It's He-Man, but, like, we yeah, couldn't just keep it... it just keep, we couldn't keep it in Eternia. We had to, like, put it That's on... That's fine, man. I'm... As a huge proponent of the Super Mario Brothers movie, I'm okay with that interpretation. It's fine. <laughs> but that's man, the that's... opposite, though, because the Super Mario Brothers don't go to Earth. They go to uh, Koopa Town or... Yeah, but yeah, it's the same kind of... You have to go to Koopa a different Town, dimension for some go. reason. But, I mean, going into a different dimension has always been That's Mario. That's on point. No, they go to Cooper Mario Hatton. from Earth. Manhattan, Cooper yeah. Hatton. Dino Hatton, dude, get it right. I know. Is that what it's called? Dino Hatton? You did. Dino yeah. 
It, it's the only it's the only city on a planet of dirt and sand. That makes where sense. Humans, where dinosaurs evolved into things that look like humans. It's like, oh, Star Trek logic. And, and the king oh, is a giant he's, network of slime. He's a giant network or fungus. He's a giant network. Of fungus. He is. Yeah, he's been de- he's been de-evolved into fungus. That's and that's he, a, that's a crazy <laughs> plot line. That's Lance. That's Lance, Lance Henderson. Henderson. Yep, yeah, Lance Henderson. Yeah. Good stuff. Why, yeah, and then they get Toad is is uh. Well, what is he? Tom Mojo Wayne. Nixon. Mojo Nixon. Yep. I almost said Tom Waits, but Mojo Nixon. Why well, I almost said Mojo? I almost said Close. Mojo Raleigh, and that's at the mo- wrong Mojo, Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> wrong Mojo idiot. He was a child. Yeah. <laughs> get get uh, resting out your head, nerd. Get resting out of your head, nerd. But yeah, so like I was mentioning before, um, Roger Ebert gave this movie three out of four stars. Really, man? Why? I'm okay, Roger. You're impeccable. You're a, a treasure to movies and film. Man, what is going on sometimes? I don't know. Seriously, like between this and like even like Six Day and um, Home Alone three, it's like what? I need to look yeah, up that Home Alone three. I need one to look puzzling. up. Yeah, I need to look up like the biography of Roger Ebert and how like he got really got his teeth into like cinema and stuff. I need to look this up. Now I need to know. He's an yeah. Illinois boy. We need to figure this out. Well, he did made they, a movie. Run, he made a movie that was really uh, wild. Um, did he really? Yeah, because I watched the documentary when? about him. There's a there's a documentary that's really good and sad. Okay. Uh, about him, it's called Life Itself, and uh, I really recommend the documentary. It's good, but like. He just he loved he loved film and he yeah the movie he made was called Beyond the Valley of the Dolls. Oh, I've heard of that movie. Yeah, it's not I've good. Definitely heard of that. Um, I've never seen it, but he they talk about how it's not good. It's just like this weird like seventies like sex and drugs and sure weird, like psychedelic sex drugs movie 70s was a weird time for movies and stuff it's great and it's it's wild it's a wild time a lot of experimenting that's a common theme that they all never nailed either they're always trying to like depict acid trips which is not a thing you can really depict in a movie you know yeah so that's like one of the Uh, only things that's one of the only things he ever had to do with like movie that he wrote that movie so then and then eventually he just i can't remember how he got into doing movie reviews and things like that yeah reviewing is what i'm curious about yeah Yeah, Did you, he you should watch the that documentary. No? It's really good. I'm sure you can. It's probably available to watch. I loved his review of 2001: A Space Odyssey. It's incredible because he hated it so really? much. He hated it. I think he revised his opinion later on, but when he first saw it, he was just like, "This doesn't make any sense. There's no story. It's pure madness." And I'm like, "Yeah, it is." Yeah, it's, but it's also one of those movies you got to watch a couple times, kind of like think, "What the fuck is going on here?" I mean, I was when I last time I watched it for the first time all the way through actually like i was just watching it alone dark and like it was like the ending just like took me <laughs> took me to a different dimension i was totally sober but it took me to a different dimension oh i was like what am i watching here I'm like this is an experience <laughs> and then i just imagine like a whole theater thinking of his review like a whole theater of people watching that movie and like just normal moviegoers I'm like nobody must have known what to do with this thing this is out of control kubrick is out of control here well yeah yeah um, now obelisks, now obelisks are appearing all over the planet. So yeah, those are fun. Popping up. So basically, so real quick. Yeah, uh, Ebert gloss began over his that. Career. That's weird. What? <laughs> no, no, not you, but like the world, like sees the oh, obelisks. Yeah, and they're like, just... that's weird. Moving on. Like moving yeah. on. Like, what are we doing? Weren't they just like Anyways. set pieces from like Westworld or something? People were saying. Or left were they? Pieces. I don't know. That's where the one I like mean, in they... the middle of the desert was. It was like they just left it there or something. I haven't they seen did. They, it was from Westworld. Sure. I never got the uh, yeah. I never got the rebuttals of what those things were. It seemed like they just sat being talked about after everybody talked about it. Right. Uh, anyways, <sighs> mainstream so Roger, media. Roger Ebert began his career as a film critic in 1967. He wrote for the Chicago Sun Chicago Times. And then that same year, uh, he met another film critic uh, at the New York Film Festival. He <gasps> sent that? her some of his columns. Oh. And she told him they were the best film criticisms being done in America's newspapers today. So there's like, he just got this reputation for writing reviews. Interesting. Um, when he was writing for the Sun Times and it just became a thing. That newspaper yeah, then, magic. 
But then he gives movies like this three out of four stars. And this is this is again, here's what I say about when people were saying things about pirate movies. Even his is like this. Here's just a part of his his review. Sure. Uh, this is, in short, a satisfactory movie, but it doesn't transcend its genre. And it's not surprising or astonishing. I saw it because it was my job, and having seen it, I granted oh my God. and award it three stars on that basis. Oh, but unless man. you're really into pirate movies, it's not necess- it's not a necessary film. Sorry. So why is it three stars? Yeah, right? why? He tears right. it apart the whole time. What the fuck? He's like, he's like, yeah, well, three stars. Why but, this is but, a weird grading scale for pirate movies? Even the beginning of the review kind of starts off almost the exact same way, but he just says, like, it's a pirate movie. What do you expect? Like, why does <laughs> it why does it just because the pirate movie gets three stars? I don't understand that. Three out of four stars. I don't understand like what what's with the low bar set by our pirate movie? And he even says like and it's a satisfactory so movie, but then he goes on to say, right. I saw it because it was my job. That's the best yeah. line. <laughs> That's the best one. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah. you could say that for every movie he watches. I saw this for my job, but he chose to say it there. Yeah, like I every don't movie know. he like, watches is for his job. And I feel like there's like obviously like big pirate movies, but like yeah, why were pirate movies like the bar like Pat like you were saying like the bar is just set like so yeah. Like, strange. And it was also that bar could not move apparently. Like what do you expect? It's like well, you can still make a good movie. You know, they gave up on it. I mean, that, but that's how people would, for the longest time, that's how people would judge superhero movies. Oh. Some yeah. people still do, honestly. Some people still do, honestly. Oh, yeah. The same yeah. kind of attitude, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But even coming like, well, into it's this. A, it's a Marvel movie. What do you expect? I don't know. What do I expect? What's going on here? I expect to be entertained. <laughs> I expect to be to be a yeah. comic book movie. End of story. I expect yeah. to have fun. Well, a, you, got, you got your pirate movie. I mean, that's the extent of the genre. But I also Until Johnny Depp came myself, along so. with his rum drinking Captain Jack Sparrow. Is that his name? Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jack Sparrow? Yes, that's his name. All right, just making sure. What'd you think his name was? I thought it was Tom uh, Johnson. No, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it was Bill Finch. Bill oh, Finch. Bill Finch. That's nice. <laughs> Um, or I thought maybe Pat was challenging the part where you said rum drinking, like that wasn't part of his name. No, just Jack Sparrow, Nick. It's not rum drinking, Jack Sparrow. That's part of his, yeah, part of his wrestling entrance. Everybody knows drinking, die hard Jack Sparrow fan. If you get anything wrong about it, I'll fucking scalp you. You're drinking, you got the eyeliner on and the goatee right now. Nobody can see this, but you look just like him. I do. It's you do, you look so much like uh, Jack and all those empty rum bottles in there. Oh my god. And you yeah. got them, and they're all the, the they're all like unmarked too, just like a pirate would have. <laughs> uh, so, and then like as far as like IMDb reviews go, we're gonna go to that other deep dark corner of the review world. Uh, yeah, we tend to do that. There's there's not there's like a lot of one star reviews, and it's people just like shitting on the movie, kind of like we're talking about whatever. Boring. But then there's some there's some ten star <laughs> reviews. Uh, this one guy says one of the greatest films ever made. Hell yeah! It's from July of two thousand three. One film I added to my best films of 1995 list when I saw it. I still <laughs> don't know why this film was never a hit. I mean, it was no best picture contender, but it was a great action film, and it was Rennie Harlan at the top of his game. Gina Davis never looked better, and director Rennie Harlan has never made a more action-packed film since Cutthroat Island, or after Cutthroat Island. That's what since. That's the same thing. That's the same thing. I, I saw the film two times <laughs> when it first hit theaters. Wow, then bought dude. my copy as soon as it hit video. This was before DVD came into play. Then I upgraded my copy. And I love he it. kept getting it. And I loved it then, and I still love it now. Honestly, I'm glad it made him that happy, to be honest. Yeah, like, knows I'm glad he was at... Yeah, I'm like, this is... He's like, I like this. I'm like, well, I'm happy, man. <laughs> world's a, t- world's a, a bad spot. So if Cutthroat t- Island makes you happy, by all means. It was a 10 a out 10 out of 10 star review. And here's, here's one more 10 out of 10 star review. Uh, this, uh, this title of this one was from January of 2009. And this one says, okay. my swash has never been so buckled. Wow. Like it. Okay. I'm a pirate movie nut, me hearties. And this film <laughs> hits the mark in just about every way possible. Hmm. Forget, <laughs> the, forget the Oscars, but 
buy, forget the Oscars, buy or rent this top-notch pirate fest and escape the blue to the blue waters with Morgan and her crew. I guarantee you a breathless romance of the high seas. I have a shooting script, a treasure map, a production drawing, and an extras costume from this movie, all purchased on eBay. Dude. That's how much I love love it. Avast me, hearties. Cast off the bow lines and set sail for uncharted waters. Arr, again. I cannot believe that memorabilia even exists for this movie. That's bold. You thought the bank would have taken it all. <laughs> the bank's gonna take that guy's house for fucking putting all that on his fucking credit cards. <laughs> Just out of spite, his bank's gonna yeah, fucking. He's getting. Well, how much do you think he actually? He's getting. How much do you think he actually spent? He's getting. He took out a second mortgage to get all that shit. How do you much? How do you think? How much do you think he actually spent? On yeah, I things? hope not much. Dude, he probably, Maybe at the most, at, at the most, a few thousand at the most. It's Rennie Harlan's fucking selling that shit to get some of that money back. <laughs> That million bucks he put down. (laughs) Yeah. A shooting script, a treasure map. Did he get the one with the fucking little hairs on it? What a Yeah, did he have like the human scalp? Maybe he made his own. A production drawing of some sort. And then an extra's costume from this movie. I mean, that I could go to fucking uh, the resale shop and cobble together some extra's costume and sell to some dumb I don't know, dude. The dude is a fucking maniac. Yeah, I hope he got it certified. I hope someone didn't scam him. He loves the movie too much. I hate for that to have happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right? Uh, he's got like just all this bullshit. Right. Let's look at my legitimate map. Are you sure? Yeah, it came with a seal of approval. That's he a Skittles on, bag. He has it on display in his house with a poster of Cutthroat Island next to it, and everybody's like, God, what the fuck is wrong with Frank? Wrong with well, I, I hope you know con- how like pe- well, you know like the head mannequins people put their wigs on. I hope he has one of those with just like the skull map on it, on the top oh, of the test. Just slept <laughs> on there. My God, it's like Sam. What do you have over here? It's my treasure map. What? Yeah, it's authentic. Cutthroat Island. Yeah, movie you've seen. That's it. A- no, I haven't. <laughs> what are you talking about? You haven't seen Cutthroat Island? Oh, man, you got to watch it now. I was just about to leave. It's only two hours. Oh, we got time. Oh, oh two man. hours and oh. four minutes. <laughs> How mad would you be if somebody made you sit down and watch that movie for that same I'd reason? leave. What the fuck, dude? I got to get out of here. This is bullshit. I'd be like, I, well, I'd, give them, I'd probably be like, do we, I'd be like, are we still doing this? And then <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I love it. I'd be like, all right, I got to go. Maybe yeah. if some, maybe some like free beer was involved and, you know. No, because that would just make it, and probably wouldn't be enjoyable because I'd just be, Drinking and like, I'd probably just fall asleep. Drinking your woes away. And be like, what? Well, you, you might as well after watching, watching Cutthroat <laughs> Island. Why is it called Cutthroat Island? Because it wants to, it Cause encourages. Because they, they say it is. Because they say yeah. that's where they're going. They're going to Cutthroat Island. Yeah. yeah. Is that a metaphor for the time I'm having? It might as well be. So if, like you, if, you, really, if you really want to check out the biggest box office bomb of all time, honestly, it's not the worst movie of all time. Yeah, it's fine. No, it's, it's two hours worse. too long, yeah. though. Uh, I did. I did. I, it's the second movie I've ever put in on Letterboxd. So if you want to follow Ooh. me on Letterboxd, you can follow me at Potty Mouths. On, uh, I'm going to follow you. This is the first movie I put on Letterboxd. And this is the second movie I've ever put on Letterboxd. And I gave it a, I gave it a two out of five stars. That's nice. Oh wow! You didn't you didn't say like you didn't like it and give it four out of five stars like Roger did. <laughs> <laughs> no, I also yeah. didn't hit the like button either because there's a like there's a little heart button next to oh. it. Oh, like is there like a skull and crossbones for like a pirate movie? You couldn't pick that emoji, oh. no. Mm. But I did. I gave it two out of two out of five stars on uh, on Letterboxd. So there we go. Second movie I ever reviewed on there was Cutthroat Island. Goddamn. <laughs> from 1995 uh, so review. from 1995 we're going to go back a year to 1994 for next week's movie uh, you know the uh, the world of the Karate Kid is on our minds lately with season 3 of Cobra Kai hitting uh, Netflix on New Year's Day uh, while, it's true by the time we recorded this me and Nick have both completed our, uh, our, our, we are, we're now, we are now green belts in the dojo. Cobra I, Kai. 
completed our green belts. What am I? I am not part of that fucking shit show. I'm not in Cobra Kai. I'm in, <laughs> never mind. I can't give out spoilers. No spoilers. And we, we've uh, we've completed our task of season three of Cobra Kai. And since that is on our brains right now, uh, there is uh, a Karate Kid film out there that I feel it like gets forgotten at times. And I hope I hope in one of the seasons of this show, Corey, it does not, not get forgotten. Everything, everything matters. Everything does matter. So we're, we're going to dive. I'm, I'm, Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I'm pretty sure in this film, there's the characters of this film and the previous film have met. I think the producer said probably at their sensei's funeral is probably where they would have met at least there. They would have both been there for that. Most likely they would have both been there for this, yeah. for that. So, uh, but we're going to dive into, into the lesser talked about, you know, it's not talked about as much. Uh, usually just the one with the, uh, the, oh, is that the one with the girl? Uh, but it's uh, the next Karate Kid starring Hilary Swank and Pat Morita. Also, Perfect. Michael Iron. Also, Mike, Michael Ironside's in this. Uh, can you guess what Michael Ironside plays? A bad guy? Oh, yep. It's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he, he almost always plays a bad guy. Also, it says Walton Goggins is in this. Young, oh. young Walton Goggins is in this, too. That's pretty oh. exciting. What uh, what character he plays in this? So I do remember watching this movie quite often. Yeah, I uh, on like HBO yeah. or TV or something like that. I don't really rem- I don't, I, don't, I remember one thing about it. She had this like bird, and that was about it. She's so um, what about so we'll see what. Come to visit Mr. Miyagi. I don't remember that part either. So about what? So we'll get into uh, the next credit kit. It's available on Netflix. Uh, so you can watch it uh, on there. Before you listen to us discuss the next Karate Kid, the, the tra- I did watch the trailer and it is like the a mega '90s trailer. Yeah, I was gonna say it probably is. It feels that's big. awesome. Like this is the Karate Kid of the '90s. Like, well, very that's much. That's good. So there we go. The next Karate Kid is our next movie. So I hope it's a good send off for Mr. Miyagi since we. I hope it like it really like something real cool. I hope it's cool for him. Yeah, I, I don't really remember much about it other than me neither. Word. So, and uh, I do, I do vaguely remember Michael Ironside being it, a bad guy in it. So, uh, so four B movie breakdown. I'm Corey. I am Nick. I'm Pat. And come back next week for more of the best of the worst. It's the best of the worst. Being